Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Fun with a purpose. Well, wait, I didn't even ask the question. What's our show full of today? <laughs> I just told you. It's fun with a purpose. Can you tell that I'm a little excited? Yes, you are. Because we have some amazing guests. But before we get too far into our fun show filled with lots of purpose, we just want to remind everyone that you're listening to Girlfriend at Radio with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, where we rally you to do the remarkable through resources and relationships. And we're going to have more information about today's show and other tips and tricks on our website at GirlfriendIt.com. Well, you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Well, Lisa, you gave the answer to our question earlier that we're going to have fun today. Did I mention fun with a purpose? Yes, fun with a purpose. And we promise our show will be fun. After all, we have comedian and best-selling author Liz Curtis-Higgs, which um, it has taken us quite a long time to finally... She's in in quite the demand, so we're just like honored that she got to fit us in for schedule. Well, we also have our partner in fun from the Ministry of Bloom, Debbie Jones, will be on our show today. Um, But right now, joining us, our special guest, Liz Curtis-Higgs, has one goal, to help women embrace the grace of God with joy and abandon. Her messages are biblical, encouraging, down-to-earth, and profoundly funny, helping sisters and seekers experience the depth of God's love. Higgs is the author of 32 books with 4.5 million copies in print, including her million-selling series, Bad Girls of the Bible, which I absolutely loved and devoured. And she also wrote The Girls Still Got It. She's also penned several award-winning historical novels. Liz has spoken at 1,700 women's conferences in all 50 uh, states and 14 countries, and has appeared on more than 700 media outlets, including NPR, A&E, PBS, and Girlfriend It. And Girlfriend It, yes, the number one show that she loves to be on, as well as focus on the family, life today, and midday connection on the Moody Network. And she and her husband, along with her children, make their home in Kentucky. So welcome, Ola, to one of our favorite authors and speakers. How are you today, Liz? Whoa, I'm so glad to be with you. And for whatever reason, I've been too busy. Let's please forget that. I'm yours, all yours, anytime. (laughs) And we are embracing that. As a matter of fact, this morning, every time I would look down at at your new book here on It's Good to Be Queen, I kept singing that um, song from Lion King. I just can't wait to be queen. (laughs) I think my (laughs) my kids are a little annoyed, but... Yeah, I can't get that song out of my head now. Great. Oh, now boy. It's in my head. We all grew up with the Lion King around here. I totally can hear it. You bet. <laughs> 
Well, it, we are, again, like, you know, we said, we are so excited to have you. You always make it fun. And um, I got to hear you last summer at a, at a conference when you spoke. Um, and I can't remember where we were, but it was the North American Christian Convention. And, you know, you were fabulous as, as ever and just have such a way of communicating um, that's authentic, but yet it's so engaging and transformative and fun. So um, we are just so looking forward to just our, you know, just having girlfriend time with you and talking about, right. you know, like, um, you know, you have this new, you have quite a few books and, and, you know, I think almost every church has done your Bible studies with, you know, bad girls of the Bible. And it, you know, it has so resonated um, in our culture and with women. And, and here's your new book. Um, you know, the, it's good to be queen. Um, tell us a little bit about that, how that came about. Um, you know, you're intrigued with that and, and what led you to kind of develop that theme and, and talk about that. Sure. Well, I have been, I have to confess, focused on the bad girls of the Bible for a long time. Bad, really bad, (laughs) slightly bad. (laughs) Not too bad. Uh, That it's been time to move into some of the good girls of the Bible. And so, of course, I've written about Elizabeth and Mary and Anna, Ruth and Naomi. But Sheba was a big question mark to me. Was the Queen of Sheba a good girl? A bad girl? What I found out, first of all, is she's a spice girl of the Bible. Um, but she becomes a glory girl by the time all is said and done with her story. So I was intrigued. There's like 11 verses in Scripture that talk about her. 11. My publisher said, you girls will get this. My publisher said, you're going to write an entire book on 11 verses. I said, fear not. I'll include some more. <laughs> so, um, it, But her story was so rich. There was no challenge there. There's so much there. What I wanted to do was get into the biblical girl, rather than, I mean, there's all kinds of legends and myths about the Queen of Sheba that have popped up really since the medieval years, that she was a genie, that she flew in a magic carpet, that she had uh, feet that were like goat hooves, that she, um, let's see what else we oh, that she and Solomon had a thing going on, had a baby together. There's a lot of stuff out there, but none of it's in the Bible. So I said, let's just see who the woman really was in our most historical document uh, and obviously the most accurate. And what a woman. Who knew that she would be a role model for you and me, amazing! It really is. And then we would sing a little ditty about her, like Patty's doing this morning. <laughs> <laughs> she would inspire us. Yes, yes. Well, she yeah, does deserve is- a theme song or a rap or something. No question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what was going on when you were um, doing the? You know, just digging in and getting the research on on Sheba. Do you feel? I, at least, and I always talk about when we speak at conferences or when we're writing, it changes you. I mean, and that, that's how we're growing because we're, you know, we're begging God to show up. Did you find that you were changed in just writing about Sheba? And what areas do you feel like it, you just had those aha moments? Right. Wow. Great question. Well, first of all, I not knowing, I'm just going to be honest, anything about her until I started doing the research. I tried to wipe clean my mind of all the things we think about her and just find out who she was. What blew me away is these, this handful of verses in 1 Kings 10. Each one shows us a facet of her personality, of her character, that is exemplary. That's something we'd want to do. So verse 1 shows us her being bold. So the wisdom we take away from that is be bold and take frequent leaps of faith. Um, The second verse, she shows her openness to Solomon teaching her. So be open to whatever God has prepared for you and so forth. Each verse 
had a wonderful little succinct lesson to it. I had never discovered that in any teaching I've ever done. So I, I was like so on board. What I wasn't ready for, of course, is the one that would undo me. Turned out to be the next to last one. Receive graciously to honor God and the giver. Okay, girls, here's the truth. I love to give gifts. Love to give. Not such a great receiver. How about YouTube? You ever thought about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would say that I I love, love, love to give gifts. And I, I would say that's part of my love language. When I get, you know, I'm out, I see things, but I do have a hard time receiving. Mm-hmm. I don't, what about you? <laughs> yeah, I'm having a think because I, I do. She, she I loves do, receiving. <laughs> I do love receiving. Like I say that almost for the humor of it. But um, Lisa and I have both talked about that. Like when it's birthday time and I will fight getting a gift yeah. or having people, you know, want to do something for you. You're like, no, 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 let's not do that. And I think there's a part of the reason is you, you want, you feel like you have to give back. You feel like That's if they right. do this extravagant thing, then, oh no, now this is one more person I have to start buying, you know, gifts for, or <laughs> I love your <laughs> <Yeah>. honesty. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and you know what else I realized because you have to understand for this book, I didn't want just my opinion. I mean, I'm one woman. I've been around a while. I have a lot of opinions, but the truth is for us to encourage each other, I wanted to get other women's opinions. So there's about 240 different voices kind of woven through the book of women that I, I talked to, as it were, on Facebook. So I'd throw out for each chapter, I'd throw out a question. And, and one was, you know, do you receive easily or is it difficult for you? Because for me, it's difficult. Well, the girls came out on that one. One of them said, you mean you can't receive happily a gift from somebody? Well, that's just rude. And I'm like, wow, is that what it is? Here I thought I was being sort of humble. Oh, no, you don't need to give me anything. No, you don't need to do anything for me. And the truth is, the ugly truth is, it's two things we all agreed. One is pride. That's kind of the obvious one. I don't need help. I've got this. You know, there's that kind of thinking, which I definitely fall into. But the other interesting piece is a low sense of worth, as in, I really don't deserve this. I'd rather not receive this because who am I? So isn't that a weird combo that you're sort of prideful and then sort of uh, have a, a little issue with esteem? It's just funny, but I had that one was written across in big letters for me. I need to do something about this. So here's how good God is. So I'm writing this chapter, feeling really under the gun by the Lord saying, Liz, I want you to receive, and I'm going to test you on it. So I went down to speak in North Carolina, a lovely, lovely group of women. And one incident after another that weekend, somebody came up and gave me something. I've never had it like this. It was the craziest thing you ever did see. My watch broke on the platform, and these women came up and said, well, we went to Cracker Barrel, and we got a watch just like that. In fact, we got three for you. Now, what would you say if somebody handed you three times what you actually needed? Be honest. What would you say? You yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I don't need all of this. Yeah, no, I don't need all this. No, this is too much. This is, yeah. Exactly. It was so over the top, it could only be God. I mean, really, just flat over the top. And but I knew I could hear him. He was saying, Liz, can you do this? And I'm like, um, wow, 
thank you. I don't even know how to start. So that was the first one. The second one, a lovely woman comes up to me to have a book signed, and she's wearing this stunning scarf. And like an idiot, I said, oh, I love that scarf. If you'll just lean a little closer, I bet I could slide it off and you'd hardly notice. Well, don't you know, she took it right off her neck and wrapped it around mine and says, you know what, I just got that and I didn't really care for the color on me. It looks great on you. Mm-hmm. Now, wow. there I'm sitting wearing somebody else's brand new and, may I say, really nice silk scarf. And I'm like, I can't, you know, in my head, I can't take this. Mm-hmm. And then God said, can't you? Why? You receive the gift of my grace, which is a whole lot bigger than a scarf. Why can't you bless this woman by receiving her scarf? So, you know, it was... You know what, Liz, we're going to have to stop right there. Oh, no problem. Come back, okay? We'll be right back. This is Girlfriend on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. My husband and I were in youth ministry and knew nothing about church planning. But as we felt God leading us to start a new church, we were connected with Stadia. They gave us coaching and personal care, giving us the confidence that we needed. They even have a ministry called Bloom that's designed to support me as a lead planner spouse. We now lead a church in Cleveland, Ohio that's transforming lives, and we couldn't have done it without Stadia. Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. For more information, go to stadia.cc. This is the Tokinet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can, with Lessons in Joyful Living, with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi, Mondays at noon central. Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches lessons in joyful living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I dot com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, welcome back to our show. This day we are talking with Liz Curtis Hid. Hig. <laughs> I was like, Liz Curtis Hid. Listen, I've heard it all. Hogs. Oh, that's my favorite. I get to <laughs> well, you're from Kentucky. You're used to that, right? Yes, ma'am. 
Well, Liz, you have one goal, and that is to help women embrace the grace of God with joy and abandon. And I, I love it. Just on the commercial break, Lisa was was gushing about you. And, you know, the first thing that you say is this is a joy for you. And you, you have, we were just talking about it's a God thing to receive before we went into the commercial break. And um, I just have to say, you have a way of like receiving humor and giving humor. And even when you talk, just your, your radio voice is full of just laughter. And I have to ask, how do you keep that humor in your life where it just oozes out of you? Do you have it is you, a gift. It's it is a gift. I, and, um, I think leaks out of me might be closer to the mark <laughs> than oozes. <laughs> Because I try and contain it. You know, the thing is, I, I grew up in an all-funny family. Five, There were six kids in all, mom and dad, and everybody was funny. You had to be funny or you were asked to leave. So I was the youngest of six, and so they all taught me how to look for humor everywhere. And humor was currency in our family. Um, you could get away with a lot if you could make people laugh. So, you know, we all learned the skill of bringing humor into tense situations, um, turning to humor, even sometimes self-deprecating humor, if it released the tension, released the stress. So, you know, I have a family that's really fun to get together with when it happens. But um, so, so first of all, I think you have to kind of grow up with humor as an important element. And sadly, some people don't. They grow up in a family where mom or dad's always saying, straighten up, wipe that smile off your face, that kind of uh, take, such that you're thinking, oh, it's not okay to be funny. Whereas, you know, in my house, you would always have an audience. Somebody was ready to clap and tell you you were the funniest thing there ever was. And so, so that's just how we did life. And then I married an adorable man who loves to laugh. He has a very dry sense of humor, which means he lays me out when he puts something out there because it's just so funny and unexpected. You know, people are ready for me to be funny. As you said, you can even hear it in my voice. And when I hit the platform, <laughs> people are laughing before I even start talking, which scares me a yeah. little. But I think <laughs> it's that. Well, I'm, I am a ham. And, you know, boy, don't give me an audience and not look for some fun there at some point. It's just as natural to me as breathing. I can't actually turn it off. I used to pray to be deep because I thought that's what I want to be. I want to be a deep Bible teacher. Now, my publisher assures me that I am in my own way, but I always lead with humor. There's always going to be a lighter touch just because I think it helps the stuff sink in, the truth, the, the knowledge, the facts and the figures and all of the things you want to pull together when you teach the Bible. It's not just opinion by any means. It's going to be research. It's going to be commentaries. It's going to be all of that good meaty stuff. But everybody knows that meat is more delicious when you cook it with fruit. And so I put that sweet in there, the laughter, the joy, hoping it'll it'll sink in and stick. Um, and also because I can't help it. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of that. You know, that is such great. I would say, you know, you exude humor, but you exude joy. And it's like we are just sitting here. If you can see, we have these big smiles on our face. And it's just listening to you just makes you smile. And I think that is such a gift you give people because life is just, it's tough, it's intense, it's disappointing at times. And we need to bring back, you know, the smiles and the laughter. And, you know, especially, I think, um, you know, growing up sometimes, uh, you know, if you grew up in a, you know, particular home that maybe was legalistic or, or, you know, being raised that way, you know, and sometimes it was like, okay, but you can have humor and be a, you know, and love God, you know, they don't go together. <laughs> and, 
and I think I, it's so it's so needed in this Christian because God is the life of the party, and He created that. And I think He smiles a lot and laughs a lot. And we've got to bring that into the culture more and go, okay, this is. And it's not being shallow, you know. Like you said, I wanted to be this deep teacher, and it's like we think sometimes that humor and laughter, you know, sometimes people perceive it as shallow, and it's like it's not. It's a deep. Um, it's a gift. And it's, it's so needed um, in life. Well, and that's well, where I struggled well, when I first started, when I decided I was going to go to a Bible study and, and be a grown-up. It was your book, Liz, um, that I really, it, it just resonated with me because I realized we don't have to walk into a room and immediately be um, in the prone position. Somber. Yeah, somber. somber. And that's more of how I was raised within the church, you know, where you were pretty much did prayer meetings, which there's nothing wrong with that. We absolutely need prayer, but it didn't fit in my temperament of staying in that position of that somberness. And so reading your, your book, I realized, you know what, we can mock (laughs) a little bit of the spirituality and still be godly women. And so I, I think what you bring to the table is showing that we don't all have to have our and hands. And you've given permission. Yes. To, we can, right. we, yeah. We don't have to be Hope worshiping so. 24-7. So. Well, here's the thing. I actually consider laughter a form of worship because mm-hmm. for you to laugh, even if there's hard stuff going on in your life, if you can laugh, what you are saying is, Lord, I trust you. I'm letting go of this. I can't fix this. I might as well laugh, Lord, because, you know, it's out of my hands anyway and very safely in your hands. So I don't, I don't think we have to put aside our, our spirituality, our, um, religious in the most positive sense. We don't have to put that aside and go over here and laugh. I just, I think it's all tied together. And, um, and it's one of our ways to show the Lord, um, you know, we're in, Lord. We're here with you. We trust you, and, and uh, I love your God as the life of the party. Yes, yes, and yes. When he is present in the room, there is joy, unspeakable. And, uh, and I, I love to help an audience um, or a reader, you know, wherever, however we're connecting, or, or a listener today. Um, yeah. I love to help people take a deep breath, step back, get a little more perspective, because when you do that, You'll laugh. Remember how we'll say sometimes, well, someday we'll laugh about this. Well, I say, why wait? <laughs> if there's humor in a situation, just find it now. Don't, don't go looking for it later. Just find it now. Anybody who's been through a difficult, difficult funeral knows that at the oddest moments, you'll get tickled. Least expected times, you'll see something funny and get tickled. Uh, and that is, that is God's gift to us. Humor is a little break in the, in the somberness, in the sorrow. Um, and it doesn't mean we're making light, heaven forbid, of a difficult situation. It's just God's little tickle to say, go ahead. You can laugh. It's not disrespectful. It's what you need right now or you're going to blow up. And so humor is that escape valve. It's really necessary. That's why I use it in my books and my speeches and a little bit on here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's hard when, like right now in Arizona, we have a um, 
a sniper type person that is shooting whatever into the freeways and causing people to have accidents. And you can either live in fear and not want to go get in your car and get on the freeway. You know, it, every, every few miles there's signs that say, you know, call this hotline with any, any information, information. information. So, you know, it kind of causes your heart to maybe beat a little bit more or else change your route, I guess, where you're going. But I can't tell you how this, the humor flows out of my mouth whenever I'm like, when I get off the freeway and wherever I'm going and I think, oh, you're so inappropriate, Patty. <laughs> but it's so nice once again, to, you know, you have permission. If, if we're not laughing about it, it, it really puts you by the end of the day when you see, you know, if you drive a few hours by the end of the day, you've seen about 30 sniper signs and yeah. it, it would put you in a really depressed mood. I think if you couldn't laugh, you either it. laugh or you go fetal, you yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. And, and it's so it, it, you have to do that. Well, you know, um, we just have a few minutes in our time and okay. So you have put this Bible study together, you know, these um, that you provided for women's studies. And sometimes when you hear women's ministry and Bible studies, the word fun and humor and learning don't all necessarily go together. <laughs> and so, but you give fun ideas and ways um, for using your book in Bible studies. Can you kind of kind of share some of those? So like women going, okay, I want to do a Bible study with this new book. What are some fun ideas? That oh, wow. I Can I just point you to a document online? Would you mind that? Absolutely. Because there's so many. Um, there's lots of fun ways to do it. And with the queen thing, oh, my goodness, we've got crowns going. We've got uh, thrones on the stage, not for me, of course. But, you know, all I mean, decorative-wise, you can do so much fun with crowns right now. Um, and I, there are ten bits of wisdom that we learned from the Queen of Sheba that people are having fun with, using them for invitations, using them for centerpieces, and so forth. There's nobody more creative than a Christian girl who's got her eyes set on Pinterest. You know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> we can find so many ways to have fun. But if you pop on, it's good to be queen dot me. It's good to be queen, all written out with no apostrophe. It's good to be queen dot me. You'll see some fun stuff on there and links to more fun stuff um, that will help you figure out, okay, here's how I can use this. Here's the free videos. Here's the free how-to guide. It's all there. That is a great that, – because people – you know, I think – Women really want to know how to have fun, how to use like some great resources. But sometimes, you know, thinking through how can I, how can I do this, apply this, and then, and then is it okay that I have crowns? Is it okay that I, you know, decorate? And so giving women permission and the opportunity mm. to use fun resources and incorporate them, I think that's what they're looking for. So this is such a great resource and a great place. And um, we just have just less than two minutes to close out um, our, our time with you. And again, I don't, I hope that we have adequately expressed our appreciation to you in carving out at this time. And, oh my goodness. And just, you know, that you, that you wrote this book and we're just excited for that and let, and let women do what, what is a message you just want to leave with women? Something maybe that you, that God is laying on your heart right now, or that you're in the middle of learning that you would love to just share with, with other women. Oh, yeah. The last chapter of the book ended up being my favorite, and interestingly, a lot of other people have said so, too. The chapter is called, It's Good to End Well. And whatever age you are, and this isn't necessarily ending your life, it's, it's good to end your mothering years well. Now, we all know they're never over. <laughs> But, you know, that last year that they're home when they're 18 before they shoot out the door, um, I, 
I loved spending time with my kids that year, making extra time for them, because I wanted that season to end well. Uh, we can think of ending well at a job or ending well uh, with a volunteer position, whatever, leaving a sweet taste for people. But we also want to okay. end well gonna, in life. We're going to end on the sweet taste. Thank you, Liz. We'll be right back. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. We were thriving in a youth ministry when God clearly called us out of our Bible Belt comfort zone to plant a church in California. Stadia's 90 plus percent success rate gave us all the confidence we needed. They also cared for us through amazing support networks to encourage us like Bloom, a one of a kind ministry for planters' wives. It's here I find deep friendships with like minded gals who want to change lives. Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. For more information, go to stadia.cc. As you know, I love words. A lexiconopolist is someone who collects dictionaries and books about words. When I open up a big, unabridged dictionary and look at all those words, it amazes me to think we only use a small fraction of these in our day-to-day language. In fact, the same 100 words make up about half of our daily speech. The 10 most commonly used words are the, be, to, of, and, ah, in, that, have, and I. Hmm, I guess most of us avoid words with two syllables. So what's a word for the fear of long words? Sacopedalophobia. So if you consider yourself a lexiconophilist, you can go to my website and pick up a copy of my Wordaholic quiz book, where you'll find a superfluidity of words you've never heard. It's words you've never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and Words You Never Heard has been brought to you by the Bariatric Surgery Center of Dallas. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, Patty and I, if you could see us, we're sitting here with smiles on our faces because we've been having such a great time. We just finished some time with Liz Curtis Hicks, who just is delightful and just exudes joy and humor and gave us permission to keep laughing and being inappropriate. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's how you heard it. But we are so excited to continue the fun because we know our next guest, Debbie Jones. And each month, um, we still look forward to visiting and learning from a different leader, from an amazing minister, ministry um, for women that we partner with. And the ministry is called Bloom. And Bloom is under the umbrella of Stadia, which um, their goal is to transform lives and communities through church planning. And Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children, which is so significant and just reaching that generation mm-hmm. and, and changing, just, you know, even the narrative for that. And, um, and, and their tagline, they won't stop until every child has a church. Well, Bloom provides inspiration, encouragement, and resources for planters' spouses so they can provide the same to their families, staffs, and churches. And from what we understand, they are literally right now, Bloom, some of the, the planters' wives in Bloom have, have been gathering and having a retreat. And I can only imagine they're probably sleep-deprived and 
Um, I don't know if they're giggled out or not, but they're finishing up a huge retreat this very morning. And I know that we're going to have lots to talk about with Debbie because, you know, after we always finish a retreat, whatever you, you want, want processing time yes. out loud. And so we're not ready to transition back into real life. So joining us now from the Ministry of Bloom is Debbie Jones, Director Extraordinaire. Ooh. Welcome, our friend. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We have had a blast. And I love this topic for today about fun with a purpose. Because, um, as you know, when you gather women together, there is a lot of late-night laughter, which we are sleep deprived, but we have definitely had a lot of laughter and, and a lot of fun with a purpose. So this is perfect. This is great. Well, good. Well, we know that you're going to have a lot to talk about because you've just spent, I know you're probably still on a high and, you know, you haven't, unless you have given yourself permission to come down, which I don't think you have because you're just finishing this morning. Um, and I know how that goes. So you're just, you're exhausted, but you're still on that. I got to keep talking about mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. um, and so we just want to hear some things. We want to learn from you, from your retreat and just, um, you know, you bring these women together. They're um, from all over the country, but they're all doing, you know, similar ministry as, as far as they've, they've started churches. They're in their communities, um, you know, with, with newer ministries and all the challenges with that. But yet when they come together, it's just it's girlfriend time. It is that fun with a purpose. And that's what Patty and I always say. It's like you, and giving people and other women permission, like we were talking about earlier, to have fun, to laugh, to, mm -hmm. as Patty would say, be inappropriate at times, you know, in, in, a, in a holy way. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So for sure. Yeah. So what, what is like on your mind this morning as you're like, you know, as I, I think the women have left or some are leaving and I know you've already had, you said AAA has had to come out and tow somebody's car. And so there is, you know, it's always the memories just continue. So what are some, some from the highlight reels from your, your uh, time together? Um, probably I was thinking about even when I was listening to, um, uh, Ms. Curtis, um, I just was really, I'm in awe sometimes at how God, what he does when you just gather a, a bunch of, especially a bunch of women together. Oh my goodness. The, the learning that can happen, but also the joy and fun. And yet, even though there are hard times, because you hear about all the difficult things that sometimes people are facing and life itself, I mean, just turn on the news and, and so forth. And you were talking about the shooter and, you know, how do you find that joy and, and what is it? And I really agree that laughter is, you know, they say that's the, uh, it's, laughter is the best medicine of all. And, um, then sometimes, um, for me, for the retreat, um, you know, we were talking about running with perseverance. And how do you run with perseverance? It talks about it in Hebrews, um, chapter 12. And so we were talking about, um, one of the ways to keep running, to be able to stay the course of whatever God's called you to do, whether it's uh, working outside the home, inside the home, whatever your career is, is being able to find that good stride, that good rhythm of life, and finding joy in that life, and finding purpose. And um, so that was a lot about what we talked about, and how do we locate that. And uh, we were talking about um, some unexpected detours and stuff that come along. And so, you know, you're kind of thinking, okay, how many of us wake up in the morning and such as today, we had two cars um, that wouldn't start and one that was towed off here just, you know, 30 minutes ago. And that's an unexpected detour for sure. And But we every day usually had those and how we handle them. Do we handle them with laughter and joy and think, oh, my gosh, or do we handle them 
uh, in more of a negative way with stress and, oh, my gosh, the gloom and doom of the world on us. So we talked a lot about that, um, and it was really um, was great uh, to, to kind of refocus us to have that. Um, that's probably what our theme was mostly, what I came away with it a lot about, was just that, um, you know, everyday stories. I love that when the way that um, Ms. Kurtz thinks I've read her books of the bad girls, and honey, I am one bad girl myself at times. But um, <laughs> I, love, I love the way that everyday stories, what makes it real is that it's really us. She will get up and say something or write a story of something or one of a speaker that you um, think, oh, my gosh, I can so relate because I think we all have those humorous, funny things of life, but somebody's telling that story, and it brings it to light like, oh, my gosh, I can relate. And that went on a whole lot the last uh, couple of days at this retreat. It was like, oh, my stars, did she just say that? That is so me, too. And uh, so having that common thread that goes through for days with a bunch of women just to say, okay, I'm glad to hear that I wasn't crazy when I did that, you know. Um, so when I gave a couple stories of my own stuff, sharing my own life stories of, uh, you know, it's good for people not to know everything until the last minute. So I gave a couple, I uh, gave a story of, of uh, something that they was kind of unique that they had never thought I would do of running from the law kind of thing. You know, it was just, and they were on, you know, laughing, saying, oh, my gosh. I can't believe you did that. So, but they could relate. I'm sure they felt like doing that. They just didn't do it, you know. So, mm-hmm. That was a great day. It was a great retreat. It was a, just a great time of seeing God uh, just weave through um, tears and laughter and um, in joy and speakers. And He always weaves that through as a common story that we all mm-hmm. can land a part of the story and say, oh, my gosh, that's me right there. And uh, that's what I think I take away from today. So it's been awesome. Yeah, even though, the, even though the, the truck was taking off with some car, we don't know where it went. But, hey, it's just a car, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, when you're talking about uh, the tow truck, um, Lisa and I are laughing. There was a time when we were in Seattle and we were with this team that had picked us up from the airport and they took us to Starbucks and we're loading up in an SUV and we're just having, we're getting to know everyone and for, you know, for the first time. And we end up, they, they bring us to some ski resort area because it's beautiful and they want us to, you know, see the mountains. It looks like the ski alp. The ski out. Well, yes. you had to go to the restroom, as I recall, really bad. Well, and <laughs> and somehow we they thought there was a restroom there, but the gal who was driving locked her keys in the car. And um, yes, so I did have to go to the restroom, but where they took us, there the the restrooms were all locked. So this little Swiss Alps place um, was not ready for visitors. <laughs> so I I had to. Uh, kind of do my thing and as I look up I realize they're all laughing because I'm facing Well she goes she goes behind these buildings, okay? And it's you gotta understand it's this mountain with this with this ski it's beautiful. It's ski uh you know the, the ski trail coming down that oh, when you come no. down the mountain with the skis, you end up right there at this village, <laughs> right there at the buildings, okay? So let's just set the stage. And so Patty thinks she's gonna go in the wilderness and <laughs> and you know go to the bathroom because there's no bathrooms there. So with that in mind, 
So I'm obviously facing the wrong direction as these people are, are coming down the mountain and um, being with my friends uh, <laughs> that are laughing hysterically because they're witnessing this that I'm not necessarily witnessing. But it's it's those kind of stories that are so fun after a retreat. Let's and just say she mooned some people that she didn't realize <laughs> she was mooning. Yeah. And that years later, you, 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 you know, you think that, uh, what you had planned on being the, the bonding time and that you've prayed over. And then you realize that God had a whole nother story to, to bond people. And it goes back to the humor that when, when our mouths are open laughing, that's when God sometimes gives yeah. you the meat because you, you bond over something that you, you never planned. And lot of keys. So isn't it focusing? We didn't focus on the keys locked in the car. And the tow truck. That we had to call AAA. <laughs> yeah. It was more like, okay, Patty just mooned. And, you know, just, so <laughs> it's, it's like, okay, you have to sometimes redirect your focus, you know, to find the humor in a situation. Yes. Well, for sure. I want to ask you a personal question then, Uh-oh. Deb. Well, because so Uh-oh. many times... As leaders, I know, I know, you need to hold your breath right now. We we love <laughs> we love to sit there and just talk about it was awesome, it was just fabulous. And I know many times when Lisa and I have come back from a retreat and we're debriefing, we're like, okay, don't say anything that's going to wound me. Don't don't give me like true true feedback right now. I don't know if I'm ready for it. So is there something that you can just share in the midst of this awesome awesome retreat because we forget that other people are they're coming back from retreats going, "Yeah, it was great and we saw God, but I'm like sick about this one thing or I said something really stupid or I did this." Did you have those moments that you're having to work through? And, and, and you have to answer that in two minutes, of course, before our commercial break. <laughs> well, I gave a story um, about uh, with um, r- what you're running from and what instead of what, what you're running for. And I was I gave this story, which the women were just on the floor going, I can't believe and I can't believe I told the story at the time when I was going to get a ticket. Instead of ter- pulling over, I just thought, I'll just outrun him to the next exit because oh. I knew what was the next which was hilarious, and everybody thought, oh, my gosh, you're kidding, and uh, only to find out when I snuck in somebody's dry, um, their garage and said, put the door down, and they won't find me, and the police came right there, knocked on the door, and said, I know she's in here, oh. and they actually, they, it was someone that was from our church. It was a policeman oh. from our church and said, I knew you were running from me. Well, needless to say, I was, was laughing. Those ladies are thinking, I can't believe you would say that. I'm wondering, I'm thinking to myself, am I, is my credibility going to go, you know, down the toilet for telling them this? Yes. But, you know, I've, but instead, they were all going, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad you told that story. I never would have guessed you. My respect for you went way high because you're just like one of us kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that was just one instance. You know, you hold things like that close to your heart. Um, you know, you don't Absolutely. Yes, well, you, don't you tell hold them. close to your heart. And, yes. Okay, we're going to have to hold that close to, you know, your heart because we're going to take a commercial break. We'll be right back. This is Girlfriended on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, 
Propel it. Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend it Radio right after these. My husband and I have always wanted to plant a new church. After 10 years, God finally affirmed that in us. We thought we were on our own. We never imagined that there was an organization that could partner with us. That's when we got connected with Stadia. They have incredible systems in place to support our family, including a network designed specifically for me, the spouse of a church planner. We could have never done it without Stadia. Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. For more information, go to stadia.cc. Goals, objectives, business and action plans. How important are they for me to manage? Whether you're an executive, entrepreneur, or maybe you're just someone looking to advance your career and want to be confidently prepared for your future, business and life coach Carmen Carosa can help you remove obstacles and move forward in the right direction. Carmen is known as the real world coach for a reason. His no-nonsense style along with an innate ability to form connections with people gives you a unique opportunity to see higher and further than ever before. We live and work in an ever-changing, complicated world that can leave us with questions about every decision we make. Join host Carmen Carosa, business and life coach, on Forward Motion. Every Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern, you will realize dreams and aspirations you thought we're out of reach. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, we are just we're having so much fun today, and I can't even talk with this. But I'm going to flip it a little bit to something we said we talked about earlier that Liz Curtis Higgs talked about about receiving. You know how sometimes it's really hard to receive gifts. Um, we it's easier to give gifts, and she kind of asked that question. And so we were kind of thinking about that, going, you know, why why is it sometimes hard to receive gifts? And then she kind of suggested maybe it could be a pride thing, which we didn't want to hear that. Um, and so we're just kind of talking about that. But because then you, you always think you're, it's u- humility or it's humble. I'm being humble yeah. by saying, oh, no, no, I don't no. deserve this. Or, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I want to ask Debbie that question in just a minute. But before I do, I have to just share a funny thing that we told Liz off the air and that it's just part of our, our friendship that we would, um, you, for whatever reason, people love to give you things. And it's like, um, we would have, I mean, I can even t- several stories, many stories of this happening, but I just remember one in particular. It was a very hot August day in Texas, and we had done prison ministry. We were in, we'd been in the prison, and we were sitting out in the parking lot, and I went out the parking lot ahead of you. So you're still inside where it's cool, and I'm outside in the parking lot on the asphalt where it's, it's just baking, and I'm talking to this lady that I met, and she had this beautiful I, bracelet I, I, on. I already have to interrupt you because it was so hot that the prisoners inside, they were putting, we couldn't figure out why they had white, like, you know, stuff on their skin and they were putting powder, like literally just shaking baby powder, baby powder on themselves to cool down, to cool down. But you were <laughs> still where it was hot. cooler. That's my point. And I, so I cooler was inside. I, I was. So I'm outside for a good 20 minutes talking to this woman. She had this beautiful bracelet on and I'm, I had commented about her bracelet, how pretty it was. I'm getting to know her and asking her questions. And, you know, I'm sweating out there and I'm just trying to be a good friend and being friendly. And you just, then you decide to come out and you kind of swoop in the 
conversation and you just immediately, you, there's no sweat, perspiration on your face. I'm dripping. And you just say, oh, I love your bracelet. And I am in shock <laughs> at what happened next because what happened next is this woman takes this bracelet off and gives it to you. <laughs> and I was just like, I had my mouth open going, it's not that I wanted the bracelet, but it was like, okay, I had commented on her bracelet <laughs> and I had been talking to her for 20 minutes and you swooped in and it, immediately she gives you the bracelet. Are so you we, calling me a swooper? <laughs> yeah, you're totally a swooper. So I was laughing so hard because there is something about you that people do want to give you gifts. And, um, I'm happy for you. We, we actually shared that bracelet. Yeah. Every once in a while. I don't think you, we did. <laughs> I don't, I, I think you want to think in your head that you did, but I, I don't ever remember wearing it. But Maybe I offered it to you and you said no. Okay. So we just told a very long story. Deb, we want to know, okay, okay. Do you, what do you think about this whole thing of giving gifts and receiving gifts? Do you, uh, where do you fall in that spectrum? Well, it's funny because I received a gift at the retreat. And so I am a gift giver. I love to give gifts. But I so related when you all were talking about it's hard to receive gifts sometimes. Mm-hmm. So just at the retreat, we have recently uh, built a home. And so the, get, the ladies had come together and had this gift wrapped up. And they presented it to me, which was awesome. But, you know, it always makes me feel like, um, like, com- like what do I, should I say? You know, oh, you shouldn't have done this. I so appreciated just you guys saying that and, and just commenting about that. And so, you know, it was so funny because when I got home, I thought, I was telling you this morning, it was so funny. My response, I was just kind of like stunned that I got the gift and that they would, you know, do that and stuff. And I was like a blubbering, like, you know, mom grabbing a kid. Oh, love it, love it, love it, love it. And I just was was so, um, yeah, like you're a kid, you know, I just kind of kiss, kiss, kiss you so much for this, a little bit overboard is what I would say. Because it, it <laughs> is sometimes hard. Overboard yeah. would be a, an understatement, but but it was a little hard sometimes to to receive a gift because I think that opens you up to be vulnerable sometimes. Um, you know, they they see. Um, you know, I love to show. I always talk about. You know, I want people to be real around me, and I want our our ladies to be real. And I think, but sometimes when when they, that comes to you, you suddenly realize. I'm being real. And one of the comments that I had made last night, which somebody came up to me, a, a great leader, told me, is that I love it when you said, I'm just one of you. I'm not the leader anymore. I'm just one of you. And I think these these stories that we tell for laughter just create uh, a storyline that says, hey, I'm just like you. You know, this goes on in my family, too. Or receiving a gift. Um, you know, you thinking, me, me feeling a little awkward. I'm just one of you. It just expressed to me that I loved it, but yet I did feel awkward. I'm like, oh, no, here, let me give you a gift, you know. Um, and I think we want to give when we receive. You know, we, we think, oh, you know, I want to give you something now. And sometimes God is just allowing us to receive that blessing, you know. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to. He gave us a blessing without asking for something in return other than just to love him and serve him. But um, we want to give a tangible gift sometimes, I think, so. Anyway, I, I got a gift. I loved it. I will cherish it always, and I think it was awesome for people to think about me. But I'm better at giving than I am receiving for sure. Well, and I think this is a good thing to talk about because, like even Patty said earlier, sometimes, and I think this is true, um, but I, I'm glad she said it, um, where sometimes you feel obligated then to give, you know? Um, it's like, I just got something. I feel obligated to give you something. And 
you know, I don't think people give with that intention of, okay, now when are you going to give me something? People love to give because I know I do. I love just to give because it made me think about, I saw something for somebody and I like to give when it's not like, there's not a reason to give Mm -hmm. when you, when you just are out and you see something, you're like, Oh, that makes me think of so-and-so and And make for your kids. Like even yesterday, I've been looking for a, a particular lampshade that I cannot find anywhere. And I've looked several places and I was even shopping with my daughter a, a week or so ago. And I'm like, I cannot find this particular lampshade. And I would look at all over. Well, she happened to find one at a place. And last yesterday she just said, Hey, can I stop over really quick? And she came by and she gave me this lampshade. She goes, I found this at the, at the store. And I know you've been looking for it. And it's something, you know, insignificant as a lampshade, but yet it meant so much. And I loved it, but I felt weird that my daughter spent her money on me. You know, mm-hmm. I absolutely right. love that she right. did that. But it's like, and, and my first response is, Hey, let me pay you back. Yeah. And she's like, no. And I go, no, really? I don't want you to have to pay money mm-hmm. for this. Cause I've been looking for it. And she's like, no, I got it for you because, and she was like, I was so excited to give it to you. I know it's nothing, but it's like, you know, and so even in that, those yeah. emotions of giving, you feel like, okay, let me reimburse you then for it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. instead of just accepting it right. as a gift, right. somebody right. was excited to right. give. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's where God gives us those moments. That's joy. I think he's allowing us to experience laughter and joy and um, relationships, which I believe everything is really about relationships. And, you know, when you're, um, when you're walking through life and finding, like, that joy, like, I thought of you, I, this was the perfect gift, whether it's a funny gift or a serious mm-hmm. gift, whatever, it, it makes, it brings great joy for you to know that, hey, I'm, I'm kind of humbled that you think about me, you know, and I think that we need to probably be better at receiving it. But we also, I think when God puts that in our mind to say, hey, um, I'm thinking about you today in a particular way, and I saw this and it made me think of it. You know, I think that kind of just be God nudging us to say, hey, um, maybe that person picked my gift up and maybe that person needed just that little extra encouragement for the day or that little extra boost to say, hey, I really appreciate you or I love you or you know, I'm I'm just so glad I'm on your team or I work with you or whatever it is. I think that adds, it just creates an element of relationship, which is absolutely is really what and, it's really all about, you know. And and I and it's fun just to give even quirky little things, you know, that just make you think and just brighten your day, you know. Um and it's so it is bringing back that fun that it, that is very purposeful because like, you know, like we had mentioned earlier, sometimes people go, oh, you're, you're watering it down when you just are laughing so much and you're bringing the humor. And it's like, no, you don't understand. It's like, you know, like Liz said earlier, it's like, it's a form of worship, you know, and it's like, it's a part of our, our, our personalities that God created to be used. And I think a lot of times we kind of squelch that because we think it's not being reverent Mm -hmm. and it's like, no, it's, it's okay. Um, to use that humor and to diffuse sometimes a very intense situation, um, between people. I know recently we were on a flight home, um, from overseas and our flight international flight got canceled. And it was one of those things, you know, we were already exhausted. It was the middle of the night. We were getting rerouted through, you know, other cities that were going to take us longer. And, um, you know, by the time we were getting home, it had been like 53 hours and you're, you know, you're beyond your, yourself, mm-hmm. your clothes, everything else. And you were seeing people in line, hot tempered, like yelling at people, mm-hmm. like yelling at each other, causing quite the thing. And then 
we, as our little group, we just kind of started laughing. We were just finding the humor in it because like, what are you going to do? You can't change it Mm -hmm. and you might as well make the best of it and find the humor in it. And we were finding the humor in it and where other people were, you know, getting red in the face and causing quite a, quite a stir. And so it is like, you know, you can't always control the situations, but you can control how you respond to them, which we've heard a lot, but it really is true. And I think creating those cultures where it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. this is how we respond when things don't go our way or when things, you know, hit us out of the blue and and kind of divert everything. It's like, we can either look at it and miserable, upset, or Mm -hmm. we can go, okay, let's, let's find the, the bright spot in this and together let's kind of have fun with it. So I think that is something just to remind ourselves. Okay. So Deb, we have less than two minutes and we just appreciate you taking your time and joining us after having an amazing, um, you know, it sounds like you guys had an amazing retreat and conversations and a lot of fun, which is, you know, good. And I'm sure you had a lot of chocolate and coffee in the mix, right? <laughs> Absolutely. For sure. <laughs> okay. So I mean, unless- like, I'll be on a diet next week from all this, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. And I just rediscovered, uh, just talking about this Nutella, um, you know, that, that chocolate topping. So that is such a bad thing to rediscover. I rediscovered it on our recent trip. And um, so, of course, I had to come home and buy it. And it's not a good thing to have. But it, it does make the day really happy sometimes when you add a little bit of chocolate. So um, in less than a minute, um, is there something you just want to leave and you just something that you just, you know, that you are still thinking about walking away from your retreat that just to share with us? I would just say I believe that don't let um, don't, don't let Satan or don't let life steal your joy. I, I come away from the retreat realizing that uh, God needs us to be encouragers and to be enjoying life. I mean, life, telling our stories because we all honestly, it, we all are living uh, many of the same stories. The, a little bit of the footprint is different in different you know places, but we have a lot of joy. And if you can give, you know, sharing joy is such an encouragement to people. Um, we walked away from our retreat to, to keep running. You know, don't don't let the the junk of the world like get you down. You know, just keep running, keep going, persevering. That God, you're in control, and I'm resting in you, and I'm going to enjoy what days you give me, and run as high as I can, and as long as I can, and with as much fun as I can. So that, and that is such I a great probably. ending to our to our show. Just go out and enjoy and, and, and embrace the fun. Thanks for joining our show. Until next time. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriend It, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the 